You are listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast with Buck Joffrey. Get ready to change your life. Welcome, everybody. This is Buck Joffrey with the Wealth Formula Podcast coming to you from Montecito, California. And today, before I begin, I just want to remind you, there's a website associated with this podcast called wealthformula.com. Lots of resources there. Check it out. Things to sign up for, things to download, all that kind of stuff. If you've never been there, you should check it out at least once, wealthformula.com. As far as today goes, I want to talk a little bit about this concept of no like, and trust, which I think is, you know, I, I've talked about it before, and I've always made this, like, idea, like, you know, if you, 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 you know, who do you invest with? You invest with people you know, like, and trust. The thing about it is, is what I've realized over the years is it's really just not enough, right, to know, like, and trust. I mean, I've been at this alternative uh, investment game since I finished surgical residency in 2009, and luckily since then, my wins have been significantly outnumbered by my losses. And I've made a lot more money than I ever did as a physician or I would have if I'd continued practicing. But, you know, it wasn't always smooth sailing. And I started out with, you know, my own uh, apartment buildings. And, you know, one of the first one was a big flop. And, uh, you know, that was a big lesson, you know, and everything is a big lesson. But when I started investing as a limited partner, what I realized was that the lessons that I learned from that, you know, in the apartment buildings that I was buying for myself was different than it was investing as a, as a limited partner. So uh, when I started investing as a limited partner, I was given some reasonable advice. And again, that advice was invest with those who you know, like, and trust. And that's not terrible advice. But what I've realized over the years, again, is that it's incomplete. There's a lot more to investing than to know, like, and trust the operator. For example, you may know, like, and trust your brother-in-law or your, you know, or your, your cousin or whatever who's just starting out in real estate syndication who's going to make it big. And he seems like, oh, he's a smart guy, right? But that doesn't mean uh, he knows uh, how to operate a multi-million dollar asset, right? He may give it his best shot. That doesn't make him competent and certainly does not put your investment in good hands. So, no like and trust is incomplete. No like and trust is useful, however, to the extent that you can have some confidence, hopefully, uh, that somebody is not trying to rob you on purpose. And after that, you know, really it comes down to doing your own research on uh, the operators and the business plan and all that kind of thing. You know, Ronald Reagan used to say, trust, but verify. And you can trust the operator, but you still need to verify their competence and the likelihood of the success. And, and that means asking a lot of questions, looking at the qualifications of the team to carry out the business plan, uh, and also to be very cognizant of any track record that, that the uh, operator has, or conversely, if there's no track record to be had. So if you do all of these things, you'll minimize your risk of disappointment. And I say minimize because there's no guarantees guarantees in the world of investing. There just isn't. If there were, you know, like everybody would be constantly getting rich and that's it. But in competent hands, what I can say is that real estate will provide a profitable outcome more often than not. And that's really all it takes. So what is an alternative investor to do? I mean, the task of vetting where you deploy your assets may seem critical, which it is, 
but that also seems kind of daunting, right? So what are your options? Well, I, I, you know, you could just give up and say, I'm not doing this. I'm just going to go into Vanguard ETFs, right? That's what, uh, you know, a lot of the other communities talk about. Um, the, they sing the praises of these ETFs. And if you do that, um, and listen, by the way, I'm not against ETFs. That's not what I'm saying. I don't, I don't do that stuff, but I certainly am not against it. If you do that, you might be able to preserve your wealth. But the thing about what the space that we're in is it's, it's a space that can make you wealthy. And that is a very big difference. So ETFs are never going to make you wealthy. They may preserve your wealth, may help you keep up with inflation, but they're not going to make you rich. So what else can you do to maximize your chances of success when it comes to alternatives? Well, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. There is great power in collective intelligence, especially if people bring different skill sets to the table. And at the very least, creating such a tribe of like-minded individuals will help to pool the right questions to ask about any opportunity or to bring up any concern. So how do you put together a tribe? I mean, it's easier said than done. I mean, most of us in the alternative space really live on an island. And that's why, you know, our, our group like Wealth Formula Network that we have uh, is really useful because, you know, you, you can't necessarily talk about your friends and family about alternative investing. You know, they're not, they may not be into this stuff. Chances are they aren't. If they are, you're all set. Otherwise, you may need to go to, say, I don't know, some in-person meetings like some of the Wealth Formula events and, and network with others of like mind and, and talk about potentially, you know, creating those kinds of tribes. Uh, the concept of tribe is really important in alternative investing. Uh, and my guest on this week's Wealth Formula podcast, he's been on a few times. He's created a business to help various tribes deploy their capital in an efficient, smart way, I think. So anyway, make sure to listen to this show. You know, some of these tools could really pay off for you. And we will have this interview for you right after these messages. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Today, my guest in Wealth Formula podcast, well, he's been on before. His name is Travis Smith, and he started a really interesting uh, business called TribeVest. Uh, he was a founder and CEO of TribeVest, and he's been on, he was on the show, gosh, this was like ages ago, because it's like if you mark COVID as a period in time, sort of like BC, right? So this is like before COVID, right, BC. And um, Travis, welcome back to the program. Thank you. Great to be here, Buck. Always look forward to this. You know, believe it or not, I was probably uh, pre-COVID and then I did come in on during COVID. And so this is my third oh, it is? Uh, oh, third sorry. time. So does hey. that put me in rare company or not? Um, yeah, it's pretty rare. Pretty rare. Okay. I think, All right. Um, I think George Newberry's been on like seven times. Um, you know, Robert Kiyosaki's been on three times. So you, that's pretty good company. Yeah. I'll take that. I'll take that. Anytime I'm on the same list as him, I'm there good. There you go. There you go. So, tell, so what's going on? Tell me what's going on with, uh, so first of all, like, you know, we have new listeners every month. So uh, I think it's a, it's a good idea to back up and kind of explain what TribeVest is, what was the idea behind it, the inspiration and all that. Absolutely. You know, I can even look at uh, my different, times where I was a guest on this show and think about it in stages almost. But, you know, if you go back to 2019, we had built out the, um, the banking and collaborative infrastructure for the private investing world. 
and um, we, we marketed it very broadly, very broadly. And uh, you could come onto our platform and um, uh, file your LLC in any of the 50 states. You, uh, you could configure your operating agreement in minutes. You opened up an FDIC insured business bank account. Uh, everybody signs and ratifies the, the operating agreement. Everybody lands on, so this is for group investing. We've made group investing uh, safe, easy, and transparent. All the members of the partnership land on the da- on a dashboard, full transparency. Everybody can see uh, the banking activity, all the documents, the records, you name it. That's all the transparency. And um, but you, just and to, so we, just to back up though, the yeah. the large the big picture is okay. You've got these assets that might have a um, you know and and. For our group, of course, it's accredited investors, but sometimes there are people who do sophisticated, no matter if you're doing all that kind of stuff. Um, you have an offering, typically in a private offering, the minimums are not, you know, a couple thousand dollars. They're probably, gosh, at least 25 grand, um, and most of the time, 50, 100 grand. Um, the concept here that I recall, which I think is a really useful one, is for people who don't want to you know, you may not have that much to invest in a given year. You may have only a couple, a couple hundred thousand dollars. And if you're in stuff that with minimum investments of a hundred thousand, well, that only gives you an opportunity to invest in two things in the whole year. And so what you're doing is you're creating teams and you're saying, okay, we can come in at a minimum together. So instead of that $50,000 minimum, we may have, you know, five guys uh, or, or gals who come in and they each put in, you know, $10,000 into that deal. So their money goes a, long, a longer way in terms of diversification of, of investments. Did I, did I kind of summarize that reasonably well? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, like going back to the very beginning, we marketed our platform very broadly, and we still do. And what was cool about that is people were coming onto the platform, forming partnerships, pulling uh, their tribes and, and doing all sorts of things, active investing, flipping houses, short-term rentals, you know, long-term rentals, getting into art, collectibles, you name it. Um, and then, you know, really in 2021, it became so clear that limited partners, passive investing into real estate syndication was a real sweet spot for TribeVest. Sure. And, um, and how, you, how you broke it down was exactly right. Um, you know, a lot of these thresholds to get in, the minimum thresholds, 25, that's the lowest. More, you know, more and more we're seeing 50, we're seeing 100K, uh, 250K. And, um, and so it becomes smart, it becomes smart. And, and, and you think about it, you know, it's not just because I can't write that check. It's because I want to get into more deals. Right. I want to diversify. I want to. I want to get into a new sponsor I maybe haven't worked with before. I want to get into a new asset class. So, no, I don't care who you are. Kind of writing that fifty yeah. k check into a new whatever. It's hard. So yeah. these these groups and our technology made that so easy, so right. easy. And that's, and that's what we've done. We made partnering 
business, doing business with partners so easy. Yeah. It feels like a transaction. You know, we certainly have, um, you know, it, within our investor group, again, it's a, a credit investor group, but we have people who've, who've kind of gotten together and who are, you know, investing as various tribes. And one, one thing I noticed too on that is that like, if there's something that seems especially interesting to somebody, they may have, um, they may double down. They may say, okay, I know my tribe is going to invest in this, but I want a little bit more exposure. And so they'll do it. So it has a lot of versatility to it, right? There's just, um, and I guess the, the thing is organized in such a way, presumably where you're voting, what you're going to, you know, you, you what you're going to invest in. It also creates an, an opportunity for, you know, people to come together and discuss these investments. Have you found that to be a, the feedback on that to be good? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's not just about pulling capital. And I, you know, there's a number of reasons why our tribes are small. You know, they're, they're not more than 15 people um, because you you are operating as a, as a business partnership. So, you know, manageable number of partners, but there really is that human element to this. It's not just about stacking capital, which is important, but it's about leveraging each other's network. It's about mm-hmm. um, finding confidence in each other. It's about leveraging each other's expertise. Uh, this is an area where I'm especially uh, knowledgeable or I have experience. Uh, so that ability to be a mastermind, to pull that collective know-how, that group think, so powerful. And, and what you see is you see more people investing in more deals uh, with more efficiency, more efficiency. I mean, as you know, is, you know, a lot of accredited investors, there's a lot of them. Most, most of them, I'd say like 90% of them have never invested in a president in a private deal. Why is that? And it's because they don't understand it. They're not, they don't have that access. They don't have that network. It's unfamiliar to them. So they, keep going back to the stock market and we know how that go. We know how that story ends. So these tribes are pulling in um, a lot of new accredited investors into the market. And, and, and as you know, Buck, when people go to your conferences and um, you know, they learn things, they, they, uh, things are unlocked. Right. And then they go back home and we all feel this, obligation to share this good news and new way of thinking with people. Yeah. And what a better way to do that than with a tribe. So one of the, one of the challenges I think people in this arena, this, you know, uh, alternative asset arena have is that it's a very lonely uh, world. And in the sense that like, you know, you could, you could try to convert your neighbors and your family, whatever, but you know, people have very personal views on personal finance. And a lot of times, uh, you know, the brainwashing is so uh, uh, pronounced, uh, the conventional wisdom of Wall Street and all that, it's very tough to break through. So all that is to say, sometimes it's difficult to find colleagues who might want to form tribes together. So do you have any solutions for that? Yes. So, uh, yeah. And I, you're, you're friends with uh, my friend, Jim, Jim Pfeiffer, yeah. uh, who introduced me to you originally yeah. and uh, 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 is, you know, head of the left field investors community. 
And together we've, we've coined kind of what we call is uh, community personal finance. Mm-hmm. And to understand community personal finance, you need to understand conventional personal finance, right? That's, you know, maybe what we learn in school or what we learn from our parents um, very much uh, play, comes from a place of scarcity. It's not a bad thing, but, you know, spend less than you make uh, and save more than, you know, don't outlive your savings, right? Make sure you die before you, you run out of money. Um, and it's a very mature market too. It's, there's a ton of technology. There's 6,000 financial advisors out there. You're talking to a, an ex financial advisor here. Uh, so it, it's just what you're used to. And then when you go into alternative investing and it kind of drives me nuts, they call it alternative investing, but the alternative investing is real assets, real things like where you live, where you, where you eat, where you um, shop, uh, all those things. And, but to get into those, you need to be able to invest in the private assets as private investments. And again, um, just the way things have been uh, regulated and everything else, not, those are hard to find. In fact, they're so hard to find. You're not, they're not allowed to be marketed. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you, like you have to find right. somebody to introduce you to them. And so you were just touching on it, just, you know, how hard it is. Um, I mean, it, once you kind of get over the threshold, it's not that hard, yeah. but it's so hard to get an alternative. I guess, um, I guess the question investing. I have is, okay, you've got these tribes, right? And right. the alternative asset investors are on an island, right? I mean, like we have Wealth Formula Network within our group, um, which is which is a way for people to talk about personal finance uh, who are of like mind in the alternative asset space. Um, and that that's very useful because I think one thing that we can say in our group generally is that like, there's not a lot of people that we necessarily like are friends with and stuff like that who would do this with us. Right. So, so the question I have for you is say you want to do this sounds really interesting, Travis, sign me up, but I don't have any friends to do this with. So have you guys found a way to match people who don't know each other and maybe give them an opportunity to, to meet and find out if, if they have a similar interest, that kind of thing? Yeah, great question. So there's a number of ways we're doing this. I mean, first, we've been really careful and intentional to be a neutral third party. Mm-hmm. So you're never going to find us, uh, you know, you're not going to find a deal on our platform. Um, we're not going to be making any recommendations. Sure. Uh, so we're, we really are a utility, a platform yeah. That's very useful out in the market. And By the way, what, I just want to point yeah. out that that is extremely, uh, that's extremely important because I think the problem with, uh, you know, where you're standing is the, the potential for abuse is huge, right? Like of directing people to various investments because, you know, maybe there's uh, commissions involved or something else like that. And uh, I like the fact that you're so neutral, but I do think that there's also, I wonder if there's ways to, you know, have gatherings and stuff like that or whatever to, you know, introduce people, just let them meet each other, you know? Absolutely. And th- that is, that is happening. Mm. And again, in true nature of kind of our position of not uh, being influential and, and keeping that mm-hmm. neutral status, 
uh, we're seeing it happen on the platform and off the platform Mm -hmm. uh, in communities, in these communities like yours. I mean, look, uh, you may or might not know this, but um, last time we were on here, we gave, I think, a $50 uh, um, a, a discount to any listeners that wanted to start a tribe. And over the last 18 months, there was over uh, 70 people, 70 tribes that came in and exercised that discount. And uh, we had to stop it. We, just from Wealth <laughs> we Formula? We had to stop it. There was just just, that, was, that was specific to uh, Wealth Formula uh-huh. that we offered your, your audience. Uh-huh. So, um, and, and we are, we're learning that. Why did you have to stop all, it? Because of 50 bucks? <laughs> because of the 50 bucks? You know, what? we were just trying mm-hmm. to figure out you know, uh, was, was it being, uh, you, you know, were other people kind of finding it and sharing it yeah, and yeah. everything else. And we yeah. wanted to, if we were going to offer it, we wanted it to be specific, but yeah. nonetheless, a pretty big number of your community, <laughs> uh, has met at, in your, in fact, Jim, who came to your conference, met Ryan Stieg. I don't yeah. know if you know, well, Ryan Jim, Stieg. Well, Jim and Ryan were part yeah. of my community before they became, I think before they started their community. Uh, so Absolutely. And I think they met through us. They did. Guess, so. And, and yeah. they formed a tribe. So, right. and they formed a tribe after your conference, right? But right. well before they started their community. Yeah. So anyway, I just, I'm just calling out that we're finding more and more ways to integrate mm-hmm. with these communities. So I'll tell you how open tribes come in. So there's kind of two new developments in terms of services that Tribest is, 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 Again, it's not a new product. It's just another layer of service because we understand the market a little better. And one of them is uh, these communities, when a community is group thinking a deal or, you know, uh, vetting a deal together or being pitched a deal, well, the community can actually open up a tribe. And uh, you think of it as a little bit of a, as a soft commit process, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the minimum to get in is 50K. Let's open up an open tribe where the minimum is say 15K mm-hmm. or 10K. And, um, and, now, and now you can join that tribe as a member, as an active member of that tribe. The operating agreement is, uh, is all about pulling the collective capital, which is your ownership in that uh, business uh, business partnership tribe, and you've all agreed to. In fact, you're going to vote on it. We're going to vote on deploying it mm-hmm. to this um, deal that we're all excited to get into, but at the amount we want. Right. So Not let me ask you this: because if you're talking about like larger tribes, like a community based tribes or something like that, and a group like mine, if it did it, probably like end up being like a hundred million dollars and you know these but the the point is, the the question i have for you though is that you're boy that that starts getting into like sec questions if you're having huge groups and huge amounts of money um and and what is your what is your take i know you're a former um you know wall street type uh, money manager and are probably you know pretty good at at following these directions, but like, is there, is there, at what point does this potentially become an SEC regulated type activity that needs to be filed and and that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, so we've gotten really simple and clear on this. 
uh, for example, even though it's a bigger community, right? The tribe itself is only going to uh, have 15 all, members or yeah. less. Okay. Got it. So right? there, is that, so, is that the rule in general? Uh, is there something about that 15? The key here, the key here is that each member of the tribe is a active owner, yeah. an active member in there. So, you know, you, you have to kind of think, well, at what point is this uh, model being um, stretched too far? And, you know, we don't even want to come close yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. We just want to say, hey, our, the origins of TribeVest is about how to leverage your, your network and, and to do more things with people you know, like, and trust. Right. And you can do that with 15 people. And then, and then you can form, a, there could be another tribe. There could be another tribe. Yeah. There could be another yeah, tribe. Sure, but sure. each unit is, um, is certain. So we're certainly, you know, um, and, and look, the, the market in those communities appreciate those best practices Sure. And those guardrails uh, to how do you do this? So that's, you know, the question was, hey, how are you helping people that don't have a tribe do this? Well, the, we're, we're helping, we're working with these communities and uh, the communities can kind of say, hey, let's open up an open tribe. And, um, and if someone wants to participate in this deal, we can do it at a lower amount. So that's, that's another one. Yeah. And then, um, and then the other way we're doing it, Buck, which I'm really excited about, we're just learning a, a ton about, but you know, we, we, we saw that limited partners coming together to hit the minimums or mm -hmm. just to invest together into these, these deals was a great fit for TribeVest. And now we're seeing some of those same people or, uh, that are really good at, um, you know, finding and qualifying deals. Like mm -hmm. they put a lot of time into this. They've built relationships with the sponsors. Mm -hmm. um, and then they've uncovered or have negotiated new tiers of investing, right? So if I write a 50K check, I'm in at this level or finding out that there is a different tier where you get different uh, terms sure. or a, di a different class of share. Yeah. And, um, and that comes when you say, Hey, what if we wrote a single check for a million dollars? What if we right. wrote a single check for $5 million? And that's super exciting because there's a lot of these people out there. <laughs> there's a lot of those people out there. And you think what we do for them, Buck, is all the back off. Nothing we do is sexy either. I think that's the other thing that we've gotten real comfortable with. Didn't you guys it's, do a credit card or something like that? <laughs> no, like no, that. no credit card. <laughs> you, your bank does have a debit card if you want yeah, it, but yeah. it's, it's nothing sexy. It's um, we help you form a business in the right way. We file that with the secretary of state. We file that with the secretary of state. We open up your business bank account. Um, we make it really easy to do a uh, capital contribution onto our platform. We help you wrangle those cats, right? And put those capital in. And then we wire, you, you can wire one check to the sponsor mm -hmm. and the sponsor loves it, right? Yeah. Because it's one investor, one, one distribution uh, quarter, whatever it is, one K one. And then we take that distribution all the back end, we, we do the distributions to all the members based on their ownership percentage of the business. Mm -hmm. We take that one K one 
and we do all the K-1s for each of those members. So we're doing all that back sure. office, heavy sure. lifting stuff that all of a sudden people are like, wait, if, if I didn't have to worry about all that and how I was going to do it, we can do a lot of these. And that's what happened was, was people were doing like one, two, three, four, five. And then when it came time to do quarterly distributions, they were like, Oh, this is a lot of work. I can't do more than five tribes or, you know, when K one's coming, I can't do more than five, five tribes. Now uh, with open tribes and for this specific application, uh, investing as, into a single deal, into a real estate syndication, um, we'll, we'll do those quarterly as an admin. We'll do quarterly distributions per your operating agreement and our service level agreement. When a K-1 comes in, we'll take care of that for you and, and process your K-1 and distribute it to all your members. So you can see how now I can go from five where that was manageable to 10 to 15 of these and, it, and, and people are building a business around this. This is a service so when, that they're offering. So when offering. you get a K one, um, are you getting it? So are you getting? Are you sending out basically combined K ones? Uh, how do how does that work? I'm I'm a little confused yeah. because you you've got like a company, and that company is getting um, a bunch of K ones, and then so are you combining those essentially because they're part of the company's revenue, and then distributing one single K one to each investor from that tribe. Is that essentially it or that's right. Well, that's that's right. Well, and, 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 I'm, and just to simplify it a little bit in this instance, we are talking about a tribe that is doing one deal mm-hmm. in this case. So one, uh, one, uh, tribe doing one, one deal case. and that's how we can okay, wrap okay. these services around it in a really, Understood. you know, we can yeah, yeah. do it. But you think about that one K one coming in. Absolutely. That is revenue into the business, right? right? right. Uh, the distributions. And then that K one shows that revenue. And then uh, the business partnership, the, the tribe that's on our platform, that's theirs. They own it. Um, we'll do that service for them. So we'll take that K one with a, our CPA. Uh, we, of course, in there is all everybody's, um, ownership yeah. percentage. Yeah. And, uh, from that we distribute those, those K ones. And, um, and as you know, those are, those are little things that yeah. people don't think about, but when you're doing them, you're like, Oh, this is, exactly. this is work. So yeah. what, uh, obviously, so what are the costs, um, involved to uh, people want to participate? So, um, our platform is still there for anybody to use. Right. And it's, um, $348 a year just for the subscription. And that's, that's it. It, it comes is anything else. That, that's it. Okay. Well, okay. So I'll, I'll, we'll add on. So in an ad hoc way, you're doing it yourself, the $348. Right. Mm-hmm. And that includes the dashboard includes your onboarding, you know, helps you configure, um, you know, the rules, um, the bank account is open, uh, interest bearing bank yeah. account, FDIC insured, your cap table to be configured, your document management, all that $348 a year. So what are the additional costs? Well, you still need to file an LLC. 
So that's $99 if you're in Ohio, say. If you want to use a registered agent, we're $150 a year, and we'll, we'll be your registered agent for you. Um, if you want to do automatic report, report filing with the state, so some states require a state filing fee, sure. we can do that for you in an automated way for another $150 a year. Yeah. Um, and then taxes. So K-1, we just were really excited. We just launched our K-1 uh, services. Before this, you had to kind of go off our platform and use your own CPA. Yeah. And uh, now uh, we've partnered with uh, a CPA firm. And what's cool is we're leveraging all the, we just split uh, it up. yeah. Yeah. And we, and, and they, and it's just, so we've, we've made that real turnkey. Cool. So th- those are, those are kind of like doing it on your own. Great way to do it. And now with these open tribes, um, we can offer all these services and turn key this for $150 for the first year per member, per member, and then $100 per member every year after that. Mm-hmm. And that so includes that's the K, that's everything. The only K one. Okay, yeah. All right, got it. Yeah, all the way to dissolution. Like yeah. we'll, we'll even cool. once the once the deal's exited, we'll we'll dissolve it and everything else. Well, okay. That I mean, this is interesting stuff, Travis. Where can we? Uh, where can people learn more? Uh, they can learn more at um, tribebest.com. Uh, you can go to tribebest.com forward slash open tribes to kind of learn more about that. Especially if you're interested in being a champion, as we call it, they're, they're champions that are, um, you know, looking to, um, leverage the power of their network to right. get into bigger deals. Um, so that would be a great one. And then Buck, we'll have to reactivate. Uh, so maybe on the show notes here, uh, we'll reactivate your, yeah, your landing should. page. I mean, I've never heard somebody turning off a promotion because it was too successful. Travis, we need to have a talk about this. It's not really great business practice. <laughs> I mean, you got a good point. Yeah. My CFO was like, what is who? What is this promo code everybody's using? Uh, there you go. And, so uh, basically you screwed me. No, just kidding. <laughs> anyway. Right. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, um, what's, so what is that? What is it? It's going to be reactivated here. What's the code? It's called buck 50 buck 50. I love it. Kind of like, right. 50, kind of like 50 cent, <laughs> right? Like, but buck 50. That's right. I, honestly, I think you originally came up with it because you like the sound of it. I do. See, I've forgotten everything. <laughs> I was kind of doing done too many shows. Uh, I think. All right. Well, great. Uh, and again, what was the the site? Say it again for us. Uh, Tribevest dot com. Okay. And uh, again, on uh, with the the uh, the special landing page for you guys. Let's put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Buck 50. All right, Travis, thanks for coming on. And I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll have you, uh, again before we have Robert Kiyosaki on so that you can take a lead there. Oh man. What, how, what a thrill that would be. <laughs> All right. Okay. Take care. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Hope you enjoyed it. Tribe. That's where it's at. Right. And you know, collective intelligence is really key uh, I think, to success and these kinds of things. Now, obviously, collective intelligence can backfire on you too if everybody is of like mind. So it's sometimes important to have some uh, different personalities in a group too, uh, some who are more critical and some who are 
you know, less critical and, you know, some who are more analytical and some who are more emotionally intelligent. I mean, and that sounds ludicrous, but this is actually a tremendously important skill set. I can tell you that from my personal experience in investing that emotional intelligence has probably been one of the main reasons for predominantly successful track record that I personally had with my investing. So anyway, hope you enjoyed the show. This is Buck Joffrey with Wealth Formula Podcast signing off. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Formula Podcast. Visit us on the web at wealthformula.com. The information contained in this podcast are opinions, not fact. As always, consult your own financial team before making any investment. See you next time.